Welcome back to this edition of the Redbird Report. I am Cade Heather, sports editor here at the Vidette, and alongside me here is my co-host, good friend, and co-sports editor, Jonathan Barless. Hello, John. everyone. How's everyone doing today? We are back after a, another long hiatus, but we are happy to be back in the booth talking to y'all once again. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. Yeah, it's been a while here, but uh, I mean, we'll be talking is in full effect might i add we are both struggling to stay alive but we we're doing our best we're doing the best we can it is um but yeah as as i was saying uh we're here we'll be talking predominantly football here today mm-hmm. as we cover the isu football team um and they are coming off their bye week this past week after getting off to a a pretty hot start here two, two huge wins so far, outscoring their opponents 94 to 10 in their first two wins, um, and this week they obviously are heading on the road for Colorado State. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess first off, let's kind of do a very quick little recap of the first two games. What did you see from the first game against Saint Xavier? You know, Saint Xavier, the offense was clicking on all cylinders. It didn't really matter who was at quarterback, but obviously, I mean, junior quarterback Brady Davis came out came out slinging. Um, but most importantly, you know, the run game in St. Xavier's game was uh, very, very good. Uh, James Robinson and Marco Smith both had very successful runs, and they both contri- as, as well as Jordan Burge as well. But all these three running backs completely yeah. contribute to ISU's ground and pound mentality. They've been they've been seeing, and you know, they were up twenty four to zero at the end of the first half, and it was pretty obvious as the game went on that you could see like maybe maybe it was sort of a tune up game per se. And, uh, you know, we talked to Spack at the end of the game as well, and, you know, they asked the question, and Spack was a little hesitant to say that it was. But, you know, we could see that, you know, it essentially was to get the offense going and get those guys the confidence they need going into their schedule. But, you know, the real storyline of game one was basically the defense and how dominant they seemed. I mean, you know, you got the guys like Zach Matthews and Ty DeForest, you know, making crazy interceptions and returning it for, you know, 43, 50 yards. I think Matthews had five total tackles, and he had a couple tackles for losses as well. And, you know, the quarterback, former quarterback Malachi Brodnax, he's doing a great job at cornerback. I think he had a team-high seven high tackles yeah. that game as well. And, and yeah, Birds I mean, had three interceptions that game. So you could see, I mean, as well as the offense has been playing in week one and week two, it's, it's the defense's show right now. And they've continued to prove that going into week two. And as we talk about uh, week two against Eastern Illinois, okay, we'll kind of go into that. They've just been dominant. They've they've held St. Xavier to negative 17 rushing yards in week one. That's that's pretty astounding to see. Even though they are an NAIA team, and you know they they are national they are nationally ranked in the NAIA last year, but to see you know ISU hold up an offense to negative 17 rushing yards, that's 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 remarkable in my opinion. But, you know, they defended every inch. You know, Spack said that, you know, in the press conference, you know, with the first passes they were doing, they had a lot of gimmick plays that they were running. But, you know, Spack said, and I quote, the trick plays are hard to practice, but the players did a good job recognizing that and playing solid fundamental defense. And I think that's the mantra for this year so far. I haven't really mm-hmm. seen, you know, a lot of hardship or struggle for this defense. You know, it was quick work. They outscored opponents, like you said, 94 to 10. Yeah. And, I mean, those 10 points came against uh, Eastern Illinois. And, like you were saying, I mean, it's really been the defensive show. There, It's been really... It's really been the defense that's been that's been the show of the season so far. I mean, obviously, the offense has had its explosiveness, its uh, long, big plays, and the, the running game has been where it's been. And But it's mostly been the defense setting it up in, in, in those situations. Mm-hmm. I mean, just... 
question. Uh, I mean, just against just against Eastern Illinois, they only allowed 160 passing yards against two different quarterbacks. And I mean, and we saw the passing game for ISU that game. Brady Davis going off for 317 yards. Brady Davis. Brady Davis. I mean. Man. We, we had no expectation None. of him coming into the season. We didn't know that he was going to be the starting quarterback until just a week or two before the season started. Absolutely. He comes and in and he shakes up he this He comes offense in, he's shaking up the offense, and he's come in and won two straight Missouri Valley Conference newcomers of the week. He threw 74% of his passes, throwing the for first. a career high, 317 yards and five total touchdowns in that game against Eastern. It's insane. I, I did not expect that, but, I mean, as you wrote in one of your columns, and mm-hmm. as I kind of touched on in a column over the summer, um, the the thing that's really been getting this offensive, that's been getting this ISU offense going, is the offensive line. It really starts up front, and the and the key here, I think, uh, for ISU is that they've had the same starters at at the offensive line for both games, and they continue, and they have not had any injuries there, and they're going to continue having the same starters heading into Colorado State. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the offensive line has really has really been what's pushed the running game, and really it's the running game is really what's been opening up the passing game. Therefore, and the offense, like we've said, has been mm-hmm. clicking on all cylinders. But the question that I have to see, you know, this production that the line is causing for the entire offense as well as the defense, is they're the ones that kind of go hand in hand here. You know, defense yeah. makes plays, offense comes out and they do the same thing. Like they put up ninety four points in two weeks against two decently good schools too it's not like they're rolling over you know you know any division three school but again you know that run first mentality that isu has allows them to open up that passing game Mm -hmm. so i mean do they slow down do you think they slow down in this week against csu at all i mean i i think i think that just the just the fact that they're coming in facing a bigger school on the road um facing an fbs school obviously Mm -hmm. i think it slows them down a little bit i mean Colorado State is a bigger, you know, they're they're physically just a bigger bigger group of mm-hmm. guys. But I mean, we've seen ISU come into other Division One or uh, other FBS schools, and you know, give them a run for their money. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we saw them beat Northwestern a couple of years. We saw them. I mean, they play very competitively, and They'll I think they stay competitive. And in I think their and and I think their style of football will transfer over and be competitive against any team. Really, I mean. They got a very balanced offense. The running backs, I mean, like we've said, James Robinson, Markel Smith, and then you add Jordan Birch as well, what he's done so far this season. Um, he's a great you know, third down back. I mean, he'll go in there and he'll power through. And same with Markel as well. I mean, yeah. in that game against Eastern, I think they put up, I think Robinson put up alone 153 yards and a touchdown that game. And I think Markel had 70 himself. Against Eastern, yeah, against yeah. Eastern. I mean, something. yeah, I actually have it right here. Markel Smith put up 86 yards. Yeah, James Robinson, 150. So I mean, and the running game has never been a question here. I mean, it was really the passing game coming into this season. Obviously, with Jake Colby entering his senior season, we thought he was going to be the starter. And the passing game in in a couple of years past mm-hmm. hasn't been as good as we have seen it so far in these two games and with Brady Davis. As well as Spack. I mean, you know, he said. In the beginning of the season, he said it was going to be kind of like a timeshare type thing. You know, yeah. we got two starting quarterbacks. And, you know, after that first game against St. Xavier, you go to the press conference and he says, Brady Davis is a starting quarterback. Well, what right. do you think about? What does Colby think? Where, where does he lie in that role? Like, he, I guess more of a mentorship than anything is Brady Davis continues to learn the offense and he still continues to produce very well. And he's putting up stats. He's, he's won MVC Newcomer of the Year two times in two weeks. I mean, 
or newcomer of the week, sorry, yeah. two times in two weeks. I mean, and again, going back to the offensive line as well, uh, the reason why I, I believe I wrote this in my column as well. I believe that you know this younger yet veteran cast intentionally surrounds you know Redbird football with this like new atmosphere and just like a new feel it just feels different mm-hmm. than it was p- years past you know you got guys in donovan o'day and garrett hirsch and guys like drew hillman who won the hero sports FC- fcs freshman all-american you know he got nodded you know that mixture that that cast of people you know really makes this offense worth watching again it makes it you know yeah. it makes it interesting to see and it makes Absolutely. it it doesn't count them out of any game anymore now you know as we move into colorado state this weekend there's a lot of things to consider. Uh, you know, the birds come off of a two-week halt. Uh, you know, they've been kind of been focusing on themselves this week. Spack's been saying it all week long. We've been focusing on ourselves, and our right. biggest opponent is us. So, I mean, and I quote from Spack, just focusing on us and just trying to make ourselves a better team than the last time we took the field. There's a lot of things we need to improve on, and our players did a good job working hard over the bye week. And Spack knows this. Spack knows he needs to keep those guys in check mm-hmm. to keep going forward and not take a step back. But again, you know, Colorado State, they boast currently the 11th-ranked passing offense in the FBS. And it's going to be a question to see how ISU's defense yeah, I holds think up. I think that's going to be the biggest question mark on the field this I mean, this this week is Colorado State's offense versus ISU's defense. Exactly. The defense so far has been what's setting the table for ISU mm-hmm. so far. And you know, it'll be interesting to see how they fare against a graduate transfer quarterback in uh, KJ Carter Daniels or Carter Samuels and um, you know and it'll be interesting to see I mean this guy is I mean his first game with Colorado State he's he broke a school record throwing 530 537 yards and I mean I think they got some tall receivers some great playmakers, and it'll be interesting to see how ISU can fare against that. Absolutely, and, you know, Preston Williams, their number one guy they got going so far, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with in the secondary. And, you know, yeah. Spack said himself, they're going to move him around a little bit, they're going to make it a little difficult for them because it's going to be an adjustment for defense. And if you look at these guys that they have and you look at the weapons that, you know, Carter Samuels has for that game, it's going to be him and Preston probably one-on-one trying to take down that secondary every bit that it can. Yeah. And like you said before, you know, Colorado State comes in and they – for the past couple games, they've been down. And right. That allows our offense to. Yeah, you can. It, yeah, exactly. I mean, as we see, I mean, Colorado State, obviously, they're only one and three right now. Their one win came against Arkansas, and it was a big win. They've, they've put up a lot of points in their in their wins. They, they won 34 to 7, 27. Their first game against Hawaii, they also put up 34 points, but they were down early. And that's the thing in their, all three of their losses is that they were down early, and they're put into these situations where you have to pass the ball. You can't be running the clock out when you're down that much uh, so early. So, I mean, they've been in situations, maybe the passing game, you know, the 11th ranked off or like passing offenses could be a little deceiving, seeing that they've been kind of forced to pass a lot. And as Spack said in his press conference uh, the other day, mm-hmm. I mean, he said how he, he's sure he can't speak for Colorado State's head coach, but he is sure because Colorado State has always done this, and he's sure that, you know, they want to be a, a very balanced offense. They want to run yeah. the ball a lot. They want to be like ISU mm-hmm. and very well-balanced offense, but they just really haven't been put in good situations that they can do that um, overall. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's been mostly the the Rams defense that's kind of been putting them in these And that goes along situations. with Spack saying that as well. You know, he, and I quote once again, I mean, he 
said in this press conference that Colorado yeah. State is a mere image of us. Uh, they're pretty balanced yeah. and they're very similar to us. They have a power run game and they'll play action pass and they'll get into the one back and stuff as well. They throw the ball awfully well as we've seen. Carter Samuels, you know, he's breaking school records as it is. And you got a guy like Preston Williams, you got to give him the ball. You got to feed that guy that ball. You know, their offense centers around the quarterback, and when Samuels gets hot, it's going to be really difficult for the Birds to find a way to do it because, you know, mm-hmm. from the Arkansas yeah. game, you can see that. Once he gets going, he finds his guys in the open, that's that's it. Yeah. I mean, Carter Samuels, I mean, he's got plenty of experience. He's Like I said, he's graduate transfer from Washington University. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's he has plenty of experience in FBS. Um playing against these big schools and everything. Uh, and I think I think it'll be a real tough challenge for ISU on Saturday. What do you think the biggest takeaway of this game is going to be for ISU? Because I know they are 2-4 and four, uh, all time against FBS schools. Those two games coming from the last four meetings with FBS schools as well. Mm-hmm. One against Northwestern uh, in the past three years. So my question probably for this week for the Redbirds is, is it up or is it going down? They come in with that defense, and they, you know, they find a key where they can, you know, hook it and they can lock it in, and they can figure out how to lock down Preston Williams and figure mm-hmm. out how to pressure Carter Samuels. I think they'll find a way to win. Yeah. So. I th- yeah, I mean, I think they do have a chance to win this game. I mean, Colorado State, they're not the best team. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've seen ISU face much better uh, FBS teams and, and, and win. Um, and, I I mean, like, I, like you said, I mean, I think ISU has a, has a real chance at winning, but I think either way, this is their first road test of the season. This mm-hmm. is their first road game of the season, but I think after this, it sets the table for you take away from this game. You have you learn what you learn. You fix what you fix. And after this, Absolutely. they're moving into MV. They're moving into Missouri Valley, Valley play. Uh, I mean, play. So, I mean that that this, those are the more important games, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously, you want to go out there and. Uh, Obviously, win they got to do what they can to win this week because this momentum is going to set them up for Valley play. Exactly, I exactly. Mean, and I mean, after this, they're still on the road. They're going to be at Missouri State for one more game. That's so. always tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think a key for this game for ISU to win? What is that for you in your mind? I mean, I think a key for ISU is just to stick to what they have done so far this season. I mean, I don't think. They, I don't think they need to go out of their way of, you know, doing anything crazy. Um, I mean, I think the running game has obviously been strong, mm-hmm. and just keep doing that. I mean, James Robinson and Markel Smith is, I mean, that's such a it's a potent it's, it's combo. A, it's a powerful, yeah, it's a it's a powerful combo, and I think you have two number I think one you running get those two guys out there, and you get, uh, you know, Brady Davis doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I think you could. I think that. Uh, could give the could could make it a better game, um, but it'll just be interesting to see. They only have one senior wide receiver, Spencer Schnell. Mm-hmm. There are other receivers. That, you know, they're kind of smaller guys and uh, younger guys who don't have ex- a whole lot of experience. Andrew Edgar, so, for example, came yeah. out and essentially scored I mean, yeah. two touchdowns two weeks ago, but one got called back. Right. But you know, so, he, I mean, it, yeah, you could see his talent. For sure, you can see his talent. But I think my biggest thing for ISU to focus on this week is staying comfortable. You know, mm-hmm. you, your first road test, a lot of the young guys out there are probably going to be, you know, below pregame jitters. Along those lines, I think the key is for them to stay comfortable in an uncomfortable setting is what's going to make this go a lot easier for them. Davis will be fine. 
Robinson and Markel will do their own thing. And I, along with staying comfortable, I feel like the defense, if they can really pressure Carter Samuels, if they can really get their pass rush down, then that's going to set up everything else. Because once the defense gets going, the offense will follow along like it has been all season. Yeah. So if the defensive line and the secondary can really lock down those guys and really get inside Carter Samuels' head and really push through the offensive line, I really think they're going to have a good shot at winning this. Even though they're in two separate divisions and even though they might have different stories and different records, I think ISU is going to pull this one off. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to come down to the final two minutes of the game. I really do. But I think I'm going to have to go to ISU 24 CSU 17. Cade, okay. what do you think about okay. that, my friend? I like the pick. I mean, it would be it would be quite, quite something uh, very exciting to see ISU come out of there with a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that would be huge heading into Valley play, uh, staying at top of the conference. Um, but, yeah, you're, you're picking the ISU to win. Absolutely. We've had, stay optimistic. We've had, I think, two other guys on our staff pick ISU I'll to join win. Them. The rest of them are all, on, all, are all riding the Rams, <laughs> and so am I. I, 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 did, I, oh. I made my selection. I picked the Rams to win 38-24. I mean, I think they are capable of putting a lot of points on the board. Um, but I, I also think ISU is too, and I think they'll I think they'll uh, make it a close game in the first half all the way through the first half, third quarter. I think I just see the Redbirds kind of running out of gas towards the end. This is going to be a very pivotal game to watch unfold uh, yeah. for the rest of their season, like we said before. And, uh, you know, they just got to focus on that defense, and once that defense gets going, it's everything else is going to fall down with it. And, you know, I truly – like like I said, the Colorado State is more than capable of putting up 38 points, more than capable of coming out mm-hmm. with a win in this game. But it's all about how comfortable they are in an away setting. That's going to make make or break this team essentially for the rest of the year. So, you know, we'll wait until Saturday to see, we will see how Spack and Co. come out in Colorado. But, I mean, they'll probably take it to new heights, I guess. But we'll see September 22nd. Yeah, until then. I mean, we can follow. I mean, you can go ahead and follow along live tweets on Vidette Sports on Twitter. Uh, I mean, you can catch us our game stories and all that columns, everything. Very uh, shortly after the game as well. Yeah, you can catch everything, all of our uh, articles, everything on VidetteOnline.com. Anything else you'd want to add? No, uh, I think we covered it all for football this week. Uh, another pot, uh, PSA from Kate and I: We are going to be. Uh, posting a little more frequently now as we really get into the season we've kind of been more focusing on our columns and our articles and our more of our writing but now as we get into the heart of the valley conference play which is going to be coming up next week uh we were going to be you know more vocal more personal i would say with our with our listeners and our, our readers but uh this is not the last you'll be hearing of us and uh we will see you saturday yeah until then that is a wrap on this That's edition of the Redbird Red Report. There you go. For my co-editor, John Barless, I am Cade Heather, and we're signing off.